Welcome to this first podcast. My name is Jason Teal, and I hope you're enjoying your wonderful day. It's currently on the edge of a typhoon here in Ulsan, South Korea. And I just want to welcome you to this first podcast. Now, we're going to break the mold a little bit uh, as I am just sort of figuring out the details of how to do this whole podcasting thing. So bear with me here. Now, what we're going to talk today a little bit about is competition and critiquing because I feel that as photographers and creatives we get into this sort of competitive field and then we really take the critiques rather seriously and this is something that's not new to me I deal with it almost daily I've been a photographer ooh, geez for about probably 17 years as long as I've been in Korea and I've done some pretty cool things I've shot sports, I was at the Olympics, I've been sponsored by different companies, but I still feel dogged by the next greatest photographer or the kid who's got a great Instagram post or something like that. And when I get critiqued, it really cuts to the bone. And it's something that I've struggled with. And I've sort of learned over the years of how to control this and not just by the typical grow a thick skin, this is the industry. No, no, no. This is more or less how we can temper our mindset to just sort of go with it. Because in this day and age, especially with the internet and people being stuck at home uh, through the COVID crisis, I've noticed with the communities that I've been in, there are a lot of jerks out there. And they've got nothing better to do than to jump on your thread or comment on your post about how crappy or oversaturated your photos are. Or recently I saw with a fellow photographer, people were going on and on about whether he got consent for his street photography uh, outings and things like that. Now, all of these, whether they're right or wrong, are in a form of a criticism or a critique. And how we handle this is going to basically show us how we can handle making it big. And I relate this story to something that happened to me a number of years ago and something that still is in the back of my head each and every time I post something or do something as creative as start a brand new podcast in a saturated field of photography podcasts. So basically what happened was this. I started into paid tutorials for photography with the encouragement from some very good photographers and it really was a great time. I, I pushed it off for a while and I thought well I can do this and I had all this fire underneath me and then it got to the point where I was just sort of treading water or spinning my tires. And then I came across an article from none other than the legendary photographer Chase Jarvis, who graciously gave out his phone number for me to call. And this was sent out to everybody. So I thought, you know, what, what the hell? Why don't I do this? So I called and the episode actually managed to get on his show, which you can find easily on YouTube and he does give me some great advice but what this opened up to me was a whole new world of criticism that I really wasn't expecting especially given the fact that I really didn't 
put my best foot forward. And I think that's something that you have to take into consideration. We all want to hit a big, but we also have to do the best work. And I must admit, Chase was quite careful in his uh, words and his critiques. So it didn't come off as him completely ripping me apart. Actually, he did give me some great advice. Some of it was more cherry-picked in general, but for the most part, there was that uh, much-needed advice. However, there were a few articles written after that were not so nice. But keep in mind that they were also quite truthful. And you have to accept this, that people are going to take this from a different point of view. They're going to look at your work as unbiased and as critically as they can because they want readers. They want people to see this dismantling of this nobody who dared to try and get people to buy his work. And obviously this was a, a ploy to just to get money out of hardworking photographers, you know, despite having been qualified to teach and et cetera, et cetera. They want those clicks. But in the same sense is that they're also there to provide some sort of answers. And when I found these two articles, uh, one actually took some screenshots of my old website and was kind of saying it looked like a GeoCities site from 1996 or something like that. I, I saw these articles, I read them, I was angry, but then I reached out and I contacted the authors and I wanted them to elaborate on some of the advice that they are given. Because here's the main point. These articles are not written from a point that they wanted to educate me or to teach me how to be a better photographer or how to get into the industry. These were more or less articles written to gain clicks, to see how bad I can uh, look when people start critically examining my oversaturated HDR shots or whatever. So they actually ended up giving me some good advice and, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And I had to learn from this. Now, be it known that I, I did learn that maybe uh, paid tutorials and, you know, click funnels and all of that business side of things is not really what I wanted to do with my photography talent. And I think after that, I just sort of stopped making tutorials because I really couldn't make them on the level that I felt afterwards was worthy of the attention or even just getting paid money to to produce these things and and to be honest uh, you know looking at it critically the, these uh, complaints sort of took the flavor out of what I was doing I realized it wasn't fun and easy but again these were complaints coming from industry pros, um, maybe not professional photographers from the blogging side, but they were people who were in the industry. Uh, I think the two bloggers do go to some of the photography shows or they have, uh, you know, popular YouTube channels or whatever. But anyway, point being, there there were some nuggets of truth in the, you know, the shit sandwich that I was given. <laughs> so, that's one point is that you can't just blow up and call these guys jerks and and you know stuff like that you have to step back from this and learn how to 
really decipher what they're trying to say and then move on from it. So what I did was I, I, I sat down and I realized that maybe this uh, paid tutorial thing wasn't my thing and I moved on. But therein lies the thing is, is I have to look at it critically and I have to look at it with a clear head. That being said, you have to understand that there are people out there that just want to see you fail. And that's the second point, is that you have to learn how to, you know, find the people who are, you know, being jerks or just giving you a bit of tough love. And and that's and that's the key point, because I've come across people who are overcritical to the point where they're ready to you know, get into this great battle over Facebook about your work and they're just doing it to get a rise out of you or they're just doing it to prove themselves right. And sometimes they're just picking through what you said or picking through your photos just to sort of break you down and to watch you fail. And for nothing more than just their own personal pleasure. And, you know, there's that famous line from, I think it was the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies where it's, you know, some people just want to watch the world burn. And I feel that there's a lot of people out there, especially within the industry, that do that. You know, where they see somebody coming up and they know they're struggling or they know which buttons to push and they push them just to see you get angry, just to see you you know, go on a massive rant online and destroy your credibility. So my advice here is, is that people are going to critique your work and sometimes take it with a grain of salt. Sometimes just realize, okay, this person's a jerk and move on. Other times, just step back and look at what you've done and not in that like motherly sort of like, look at what you've done, but in a sense of look at what you've accomplished or look at what you've created and just see if there's something that we can improve on. Because the biggest challenge here is you, you'll get to a point where you know your camera, you know your work, you can walk up to a uh, situation, photograph it the best way that you know. But then that's the catch. What do you know? And I want you to think about that because sometimes when we take photos, we get into this sort of rut where we take the same pictures over and over again. And maybe we need to improve. Maybe we need to study Photoshop a little bit more. Maybe we need to step back and see if we can change up a lens or use off-camera flash or something. And I think that's the point where sometimes these critiques are hidden with a little bit of truth. They're just covered in a whole bunch of shit, you know. So uh, there, there's some truth in there that you've got to look at. So again, just learn to see which is a good critique by, you know, kind of figuring out what people are saying, and learn to take the rest with a grain of salt. So with that being said, we're at the end of our first inaugural podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, bear in mind that this is my first attempt at this, and Maybe I'll continue or maybe I'll get some nasty critiques and just drop it like I did the tutorials. But I hope you found something of value in this. And I'm not trying to be the next 
Peter McKinnon here. I'm not trying to be anything more than Jason Teal sitting at his computer on a rainy day and giving you the advice that I have sort of learned over my years as a photographer and teacher. So I hope that this is something of value to you. And if it is, please click that subscribe button or something. And I look forward to you listening to me next time. Thank you. Thank you.